Hey, hey, powerhouses. Welcome back to another episode of Becoming Powerhouse. This is your host, Nicole Overkamp, and for today's episode, we have an interview with Dana Goodmote. She is the CEO and founder of Adore Photography, and our conversation truly is so much fun. She has this incredible, contagious energy, and she has been a professional branding and headshot photographer for over 20 years. She is a true pro. She started in high school. She studied it in college. She was mentored by some of the best in the business. And now she is taking everything that she has known and learned over the years and running one incredible business. And if you want to be photographed, for your personal branding. Dana is the go-to. I can promise you that. I know for a fact every time that we show up into her studio, I'm going to walk out a happy camper. So that said, she uses a proven strategy to move her clients past hiding through photography to standing out feeling comfortable and super confident so that they can create the content and personal brand story that they need to catapult their business. So please tune in and listen to my chat with Dana. Welcome to Becoming Powerhouse, where we discuss the tough lessons I've learned while taking my two companies from negative revenue to over seven figures. We'll talk about the raw and vulnerable truths about being boss, as well as tips and strategies you can implement immediately for better business results. I'm your host, Nicole Overcamp, the founder and CEO of Wilcox Financial Group and Powerhouse Coaching. You can see links and other resources in our notes. Don't forget to head over to Powerhouse money.com to grab your free power her bundle for business and subscribe to our newsletter. Now let's dive in to today's episode. Hello, my powerhouses. I am so excited today to be doing this interview with Dana, Dana Goodmo, the CEO and founder of Adore Photography Studio. I have known Dana for, oh shit, Dana, how long have I known you for? Like a decade at this point? Yep, I say at least Maybe. 10 years now. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, it's been a really long time. I don't want to talk about how long because then it'll, I'll feel old. But um, point being that I have seen an incredible transformation with your business, you as a human, as a business owner, and over the years, how you've really been able to take this um, solo entrepreneur phase of your photography business, turn it into what you hope to be a partnership, go back to doing it on your own and really building this, this company. I mean, you've, you've built a company based on everything that you've dreamed about and it's really been so fun. And and I think you're in a space too, that it's incredibly hard to do that. And very few photographers get to the level that you're at really and and being able to build that out. So um, I'm going to stop talking and I would just love to hear Dana like, and and again, and for everybody listening, Dana is not a photographer who just started 10 years ago because it was a hobby. You've been doing this since since really the beginning of time in, in your professional career, right, Dana? 
Yes, it has been. Thanks, Nicole. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So I started, it's just so cliche, but I did start in high school <laughs> for a local photographer as a weekend gig doing weddings. And I really loved it. So my mother and my father, they're like, why don't you go to high school or for college for this? So I did. And I went to Villa Maria College for two years. I have my degree in photography, design, and fine art. So I had one major and two minors. Um, and it was great. It was nice. It was a quick program, but I learned a lot. I got a lot of great connections through that program as well. I worked for, during college, I worked for um, a professional photo lab, which taught me a lot about the back end of photography, but also I learned from a, one of the biggest wedding photographers around. I photographed for him for a few years. And I also did a commercial job for five years with another local photographer. So it was great. And then at that point, I felt pretty equipped to start my own business at 22 and never looked back. <laughs> I love it. Make the jump, right? Um, <laughs> that like jump of blissful ignorance is what I like. Oh to yeah. Re That's remember it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. So in, in, in talk to me about how over the years you've transitioned from doing a lot of different kinds of photography and weddings into what you are doing now, because I think that's important to, um, especially for listeners to hear really how you've evolved, why you've done that. Um, and then more importantly, like why you've decided to create more of a niche for yourself. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Thank you. So I started my business in wedding photography, which was great because I was at the age where all my friends were getting married as well. So um, the first year I started, I booked out a whole season of weddings, which was crazy. And I was able to leave all my jobs because that replaced the income. And, um, and then from there, I just kept booking a lot of weddings. Every season I was booked between 30 to 40 weddings a season, which is a lot, <laughs> but when you're young and full of energy that doesn't, it doesn't really affect you so much. <laughs> I also ended up getting married the following year. So, um, I got married to the love of my life and still is, and we had a little girl the following year and, um, actually had my daughter in the middle of, um, wedding season in July. <laughs> and that was a non-planned pregnancy. We just were having fun and it got pregnant. <laughs> So, um, that was, that was difficult because I literally had her July 9th and I went back to shooting weddings beginning of August and I had a C-section. So it was a learning. Which is insane. First yeah. of all, it was crazy. <laughs> it was a learning experience, but also taught me how resilient I was too, mm -hmm. not only mentally, but physically, emotionally. So that was really a good lesson and it was still enjoyable. I was lucky too. My husband was really supportive and, you know, he had her all weekend on all day and it was great. He actually would bring her to different plot like spaces when I was photographing wedding, like throughout the day, you're stopping a lot of different locations. Mm -hmm. And so I could breastfeed her because she wouldn't take a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> like it was chaos. And I tell you, it was crazy. It was crazy, but it was fun. It's a blur now in, in all of it, but, um, but no, it was great. You know, I had a friend from college who was also a photographer and she was my second shooter and she was really helpful at that time too. And then from that to, I would say 2015, I pretty much did weddings. It worked great for our family. We traveled a lot. So it was nice. I could travel on my off season and, um, I was able to be home during the week for my daughter. So it was a really nice position. I also did families and newborns and all the other things in between, 
because a lot of my clients were going into that different stage of their life and would just come back to me. So it was great, but I did feel like I was doing all the things, which was a little overwhelming. And then my daughter got to school age um, and I was ready for a change. I was like, I don't want to do all the things. I don't want to be you know, feeling like I'm working all the time and in all the different genres. So I wanted to kind of niche down and do beauty ports for women and um, also branding portraits for businesses, because that was a big part of my background before going into weddings. I worked as a commercial photographer for five years and I really loved it, but I didn't personally love working with large brands and art directors and all the things that go into that. I really loved working with the smaller businesses. So I know I wanted to put my attention there. So in 2016, I opened up a door studio with my friend that was shooting weddings with me from college. Uh, we decided to go into business together in the portrait business, which is a door. And um, it was not exactly what I expected. <laughs> <laughs> It, it started out super fun and great. And we, you know, we really truly loved each other as friends and uh, we were family together. It was, mm -hmm. it was great, but being in business with your friend is not always easy. And we encountered a lot of issues, which um, was difficult. And you and Sarah helped us through a lot of those. You guys were a godsend during that time. And um, she was only in the business for about a year and a half before she decided to leave. But mm -hmm. it's difficult. Like she never had a business before where you go from an employee mindset to a boss mindset. And I think that's a really hard jump for a lot of people to make. Mm -hmm. I was already there. So it was difficult for me to understand at the time too, why it wasn't like computing, like what was the, you know what I mean? I was, I yeah. may have been a little impatient at times. And, um, but at the same time, I really wanted us to succeed as a team. So I ended up really doing everything in my power to try to keep her there. And that was including paying the bills for the studio, you know, doing creating, having made my wedding business pay for studio bills and things like that. So it put, I put myself honestly in a really bad situation with that, where I was just trying to appease everything for her. And I think she felt like she, I don't know, I'm not really sure. I don't want to speak for her, but mm -hmm. I think she felt like I was taking over, you know, all of the things, but in reality, I was just trying to make it easier for her. Yeah. <laughs> so our communication wasn't great. Um, but you know, after everything, she ended up leaving and, um, and really because we weren't communicating correctly. We weren't on the same page. We were repelling business. I mean, we could not get a person in the door, a paying client. It was unbelievable. And I'm coming from at this point, you know, eight years in business where I had no problem ever getting clients. They would just come to me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. so there's definitely something about energy when you're in business. Like if you have yucky, smelly energy of some sort, like it's going to definitely seep into other areas and your clients, other people are going to notice. So, um, so yeah, so that was, it was a rough, very rough, difficult time. I was going through some personal stuff at the time on top of that, it was tough. So, um, and it almost honestly ruined me financially too, because I was trying to yeah. pay for everything and do all the things. But after she left and after I kind of recovered from that breakup emotionally, I just, you know, it took me like a year, I would say, to really get over mm -hmm. a lot of it. And 
I put a plan in place and it just took off. I mean, it was, this yeah. is at like 2018, 2019. Um, and that was kind of the time too, Dana, where you got super laser focused on where you were going to finally work. Right. right. As far right. as like in the business. Yeah, absolutely. That yeah. was, you're right. Thanks, Nicole. Absolutely. It mm-hmm. was definitely where I was like, okay, what do I enjoy doing? And what do I don't, yeah. what do I not want to do anymore? And that did give me the opportunity to kind of really refocus and rethink, you know, what am I doing here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. My yeah. business partner didn't work. So, you know, like, what is the next step? Like, what am I, what am I doing this for? Mm-hmm. If anything is like, I want to do something I love. So, um, so yeah, so then I, and through all this too, I, you know, I've been working with you guys as well to try to create a plan and not only a business plan, but also my financial plan too with you, which was super helpful. And um, 2020 came around and everything shut down. <laughs> so I had a great year in 2019. It was an awesome year. And then the studio shut down in 2020 and it's just like, oh my gosh, not again. Like this is just another yeah. up in the face, you know? <laughs> But you knew you could handle it because you were, you know, but I think the cool thing about 2020 though, is like you were prepared. It prepared. No, let's back up a second. Like none of us were fucking prepared for that. However, um, like you were more stable with your business. And at that point, like in a very short period of time, like you're not giving yourself enough credit here. Like you had established a very well-recognized brand in the area. Thank you. And really had pretty con- like considerable flow of consistent business going, which I think kind of speaks to like the point that you said earlier, like when you have crappy energy and you know something's not right, it just amplifies everything. And, and it's almost like you had to hit your rock bottom to make some big, huge changes that I, I don't know if you would have made them if that didn't happen. Like if everything didn't come crashing down, I don't know as though you would have had the gumption per se to do everything you did as quickly as you did it. Right. Like you really like you kind of, it was almost like you ripped off the bandaid or on like unleashed the dragon. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. It's probably not even like a proper or appropriate phrase to use, but whatever you understand, like, you know, and then all like you just like you went all in and literally like just worked and focused and like that is not easy especially you know for you like for to really like do those hard things and and put in the work like it was it was really really cool to see but you had the energy toward it and like I think finding that like okay you know what I'm cutting out all of the parts of the business that exhaust me which is terrifying because it was such good even like weddings at the time that that you've since cut out like they were your biggest money maker so like let's talk about that like you were like okay this is where I'm making all my money but I'm gonna get rid of it because it doesn't feel right and I'm gonna grow my business in this other area Exactly. Yeah. That was scary. Yeah. And I didn't get rid of it right away either. I've been, I was still photographing weddings about 20 to 30 a year up to really this year, I decided to take on mm-hmm. really less. I only have two weddings this yeah. year. Um, and which is great. I mean, it's been, it, I was able to do that because of the way I built the other side of the business. So, um, but I agree with you on that. I probably would not have jumped into it, you know, mm-hmm the way I did, if it wasn't one of those things where I had to, like there was, there was no, um, 
you know, wishy-washy about it. It was either I was doing this or I wasn't. So, mm-hmm. and if I was going to do it, I had to do it. I had to go all in. And, go all in. Yeah, all in. <laughs> and, and that was too, like even investing in, into the business yeah. again. Like, I mean, I felt like I did a big investment yeah. in 2016 and this was another huge investment mm-hmm. with coaching, with a new website, yeah. new branding, new, you know, all the things. And, um, and it was, I mean, it was a big investment, but it paid off and it was, yeah a lot of work and it was a lot of, a lot that goes into it, a lot of heart and soul mm-hmm. and all the things, but I will say, I'm so happy I did it because being on the other side of it feels good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you did and you did the work. And at the end of the day, if you want that big, huge return, like you're it, right? Yeah. Like you right. are yeah. the only one that can make that happen. And I think that's important. Like you, you just knew it was in, in you, you believed in yourself, which again speaks. Well, first of all, Dana has like this, like, astounding confidence level. Oh my God. That is like amazing. I love it because it's such a positive like energy and not a confidence level, you guys, in terms of like, she's not like, oh my God, she's like overcut. Like, but, but it's like in a, such a good way. Like you always know 1000% that you're the best and you're going to make it work no matter what, like come hell or high water. And like, and you like, you did the things and you were working crazy long days. And I think like, we were even joking about the other day, like <laughs> how, we don't even know how it happened. Like how, you know, um, and again, because we're, we're older now, it takes, <laughs> right. It, it takes a lot more, it takes a lot more energy. It's like, does. holy shit, recovery is different, right? It's like, For oh, sure. now we are not only working long hours, but we have to make sure like we're eating right. Otherwise, like then we're really out of commission. And like, so, you know, the game has certainly changed, but like you mm-hmm. changed your game like that, that was huge. And, and, and dealing with like the emotional, wreckage of oh, like a divorce is really what it was like, you know, exactly. and, and dealing with that. And, and I think to, um, you know, for everybody listening, like if you know, something's not working, the best thing that you can do is get out of it as quickly as possible, even if it feels super painful, because I think, you know, if you know, at the end of the day, you're just like stretching out a problem and, and you can probably speak to this, Dana, like, it's only costing you money, stress, and time. And so we, we sometimes want to, especially in a partnership position or even like a bad employee position, you feel like, oh my God, I have so much money invested in this. I have so much time invested in this. I have so much effort invested in it. We feel compelled to keep doing it because we don't want to quote unquote, waste that investment. And I think you had a a little bit of that going on, you know, and Um, and if you would have just quit while you were ahead, so to speak, when you knew it wasn't going to work intuitively, but you just wanted to keep trying square peg round hole, like you would have saved yourself tens of thousands of dollars. And so, um, you know, I think that is, is important to, to just mention and talk about because like, it is scary to do. And, and even though there's money that we're losing, you're, you're losing less by stopping it sooner. Right. And, um, and we tend to anchor so much weight to that. And, and I, I've fallen into that trap many times, you know, and now I'm like, you know what, screw it. I lost money, but at least I'm not going to continue to on a bad partnership or, you know, employee in my case. But, um, you know, can you speak to Dana, like maybe like a couple of just like the most important things that like you learned in that, um, in that situation or what you walked away from, because we do have a lot of, um, women that, that we've worked with, or or I'm sure that are even listening to this, that number one are in a partnership right now, but they know it's 
probably not going to last for life um, or that they're thinking about it. And, and I will say like partnerships rarely work out. They're incredibly difficult because it is a whole nother marriage. And like <laughs> the divorce rate is over 50% in the States, right? Like let alone business partnerships and, and but there, there's so many parallels there. And so um, can you speak to um, maybe some of the things that like you've learned or, or, Hey, you know what, this is what I would have done differently um, if I knew. Yeah, absolutely. So I would say I, because it was, it was such an emotional thing too, where we were best friends and I truly loved her like a yeah. sister. So it was one of those things where honestly, I don't even know if I ever would have asked her to leave. She left on her own account. I think mm -hmm. I, I mean, eventually I'm sure I probably would have gotten to a point where I, we would have to make that decision together, but, um, but I wish I was more in tune with what it was doing to me versus mm -hmm. what it was doing to her. I think I was always more concerned about her feelings, how she, you know, where she was with everything versus like, Hey, I don't feel good about this either. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that was hard for me because I, like anyone that I, you know, bring into my life, I'm bringing them into my life for a reason. Cause I really love them and care about them. So I love hard. And it was really, I mean, it was, it was really upsetting. <laughs> and you feel, you know, like a failure too, because you're like, well, I couldn't keep yeah. person here. Like, you know, like what, like, what did I do wrong? And, and especially when they don't really tell you what you did wrong either. It's really hard to, to, yeah. it's a lot of realizing. So I would say being in tune with your own feelings and taking a step back from mm -hmm. the other person and, you know, and also like not taking the blame for everything too. I felt that that was yeah. a lot of it where I felt like I was just allowing to take the blame and not necessarily was her fault. I was just always like agreeing, like, yeah, that's my fault. Yeah. Yeah. And in hindsight, like it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that, um, you know, just taking a step back yeah. and that is really important because emotion takes, gets the better of us sometimes, especially as yeah. women. Um, yeah. The other thing I would say is be more conscious of the money like that. I was using mm -hmm. money to solve the problem. I was just throwing money at it and, yeah. and it was my money. It wasn't our money. It was money coming from my family, my investment, you know, what I mean, all of this stuff. So I would say I was paying for one business with the other. So it was like, I was like borrowing from Paul to pay Peter. I think that's what they say. <laughs> it was one of those yeah. things and yeah. um and I didn't get any of that money back either so <laughs> so don't expect that but um I think that it was definitely if I looked at it more at as a business investment versus a friendship mm -hmm. that would have been yeah. different too so follow the money yeah. figure out where your money is going and if you know if it's worth it money wise and then the Third thing would be is making sure you're getting in business with someone that is an equal partner, someone that is equally ready to invest, to do the work, to be in the right, in the same mindset that is, you know, ready to work just as hard as you are. And it's not always going to be equal throughout the relationship that mm -hmm. change as, as, you know, different seasons and different things happen, but at least, you know, they're willing to do the same amount of work as you, and they're willing to do the stuff. So, yeah. um, it's hard. I mean, it's, it's really is like finding a spouse. I'm not, it, mm -hmm. it, it's tough. Yeah. And not only that, like when you get in a fight, there's no makeup sex or anything. 
<laughs> that's awful. But there, I mean, like, there's like, yeah, a, so there's like not even a win. No, there's no closure. <laughs> like there's no, you know, it just stays there and it just builds, yeah. it just gets yucky. And um, yeah, and I don't, it's, it's tough. It's really tough. And it's tough too, because I have, I never really, I have a really, I'm very fortunate where I have a really great marriage, but again, that mm-hmm. takes work too, but I never yeah. really encountered that type of um, closeness of a relationship mm-hmm. and having that much conflict. So I had yeah. no how to navigate it. And it was yeah. a big learning curve. Yep. And you know what? I think at the end of the day, in, unless you don't know what you don't know and to be equipped with those tools are a skill in its own, you know, right. and, and going in with that. And, and I'll say too, it's just so one more thing, like to even like highlight how important it is to like have everything in writing and not like your operating agreement and all that kind of thing, you know, of, of course, yes, you want that, but like the things in writing that we don't think about in terms of like, we are going to agree to do X, Y, and Z things. This is how much time we're like, uh, you know, committing to put in or the things that we're doing, or even like as much as vacation, because like it does build in, in women, especially like, you know, in your case, like miss people pleaser, I just want everybody to be happy. And I'm always Switzerland. Um, (laughs) Like it's hard to even confront like any kind of um what what word am I looking for? Like and have a confrontation, right? Or or bring up that difficult conversation. Like my husband actually is a lot like you in terms of like, you know, if anything gets tough, he's like, you know, he's Mr. Like tough guy on the surface. But like if a hard conversation needs to be had, he's like, Nicole, you go, you go handle that. You tell them how, you know. Um, and he always makes me do it, which I find hilarious. Um, (laughs) but he's like, I just don't know, like, I don't know how to say it or what to say. And so it really is something that, you know, and if you don't, I think the most important thing is even saying like, I don't know how to say it, but this is how I feel. Um, which is even in part, like part of what I've had to learn how to navigate too, you know, and, and dealing with Sarah is like, I, I'm not known. I'm not one to be good with my words. If you will, I can, I just like say it how it is without a filter. And then I'm like, oh shit, that didn't sound right but like I've gotten better at at least saying like you know what this might not come out right but I have to say it because I'm going to be super passive aggressive if I don't right so and that's communication so big yeah absolutely and you're so right about the passive aggressive part where I probably was a little bit of that because I wasn't saying what I should have been saying but also I felt really attacked all the time too and it yeah. and they felt very um, explosive situations. So it was one of those things where like, you don't always feel like you can even get an edge in. So I think, Mm -hmm. you know, whether you're in a partnership or any kind of, you know, ship be mindful too, of how you're coming at somebody, because I think, you know, if you want resolution, you don't explode on someone, but if you want resolution, you sit down and like you said, I know how to say this, but this is how I'm feeling in a calm matter that Mm -hmm. that's productive versus it being, you know, blame and shaming someone and all this stuff. Like that's never productive. (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, (laughs) sometimes it feels good, but um, no, it's like the most like, or or the least productive thing that you can do, I suppose. So, so yeah. So, so cool. Well, thank you for sharing that. I know it's not easy to like rehash bad vibes, but I think it's just, it's an important thing for, for people to hear and to talk about because you, my friend are not alone. 
um, you know, in, in dealing with that. So, okay, let's shift gears here. So you now are like the expert when it comes to branding and branding photography, especially for small businesses. Dana has done all of our branding photography. She did the cover of our book and, um, you know, what you'll see on our website. And you're just like, um, you're a magician with the camera (laughs) and, uh, Like, I love that I don't look like a man when you photograph me. So, um, but, but that said, like, talk to us about what we should know when it comes to branding and photography and really just like your overall image, because I've got to be honest with you when, um, we started to work with you. Now you were just saying like, oh my gosh, it was such an investment to do coaching and it was worth it. And like, okay. So flip side, when you were, um, you know, talking to us about your packaging and pricing, I was like, what? I'm not spending that. I'll just take photos with my phone. Like that's stupid. Right. And, um, you know, but what I didn't realize at the time, but what I learned, not just from trusting you, but actual, like the proof is in the pudding is that if if you want to be seen as an elevated brand or you are a high-end brand and you're not matching that with the visual stuff that you are marketing with, mm-hmm. it is going to be incongruent and it will not work. Right. So, oh, yeah. um, and that was a big lesson for me. Like I am, you guys, like you all know, like I am cheap chip. I hate spending money, like really hate spending money unless it's on like a good pair of boots. So <laughs> like, (laughs) or maybe like a handbag, let's be honest, but beyond that, like it's, it's, it's difficult for me to do. And, and so, and, and you were an investment, but I will say it was worth every penny for a couple of reasons. Like one, I love everything, but two, it made our image. It it took our image rather to like a whole nother level and people noticed. Um, so, so talk, talk, talk about that now. I'm going to shut up. So you, so go over that because I think again, like we don't know what we don't know. And it's, it's such a critical component of brand your brand and who you are. No, I appreciate that. Thank you. Oh, and I love that you felt that way. <laughs> I didn't tell you. <laughs> it's okay. I know now. Um, so no, I, and I appreciate that. So I would say, you know, if you are a professional and you're not showing up professionally with professional imagery and video online, people are not going to trust you. You're saying one thing, but you're showing a whole nother thing. So it is an investment, but there is ROI on that for sure. And I see it all the time with my clients. I even see it with myself when I put more of my imagery out there, my professional imagery of myself, um, like my personal photos. And it's wild. Like you'll get the most likes on an image of you in your business than you will on a product image or, you know, whatever you're, whatever you're posting, you're going to get more interaction. People are going to be more interested in imagery that you're in. But with that said, it has to be good imagery. If it's not good imagery, people are going to be like, oh, okay. Like, great. (laughs) (laughs) There's not going to be any excitement about it. Mm -hmm. Um, So definitely showing up professionally, whether it's a website, you know, on your socials, whatever, people are going to look at you as an expert in your field versus if you show up with maybe not so great imagery, they're not going to, like you said, they're not going to put the two to two together. It's not going to compute and it's not going to make sense. It's not going to work. So having good brand imagery, hands down is a game changer. 
However, there's also strategy too. So think about this. You can take pretty picture. Someone can take a beautiful photo of you, but if there's no strategy behind the photo, and I say strategy in the sense of how are you using this photo? What are you using it for? You know, where are you going to be using it? And even doing a deep dive into your brand so that they can actually capture you the way that you need to be captured is also important. So you need to have a little bit of that um, strategy and your photographer should know about your brand, who you are, what you do, why you do it, who's your ideal client, all of the things before you even step in front of the camera. I love that. Um, super important. And so are there any tips that, that you would say in terms of somebody listening to this right now, and they're thinking about, um, up-leveling their, their brand image and what it is that they're doing and just being more consistent. Like what would you give, um, the advice of that person, or maybe they just need like a literal revamp because they've been in business forever and their pictures are showing it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and really, I mean, you should be doing branding photos all year long, every year, just because you need new, fresh things to post. You need people to mm -hmm. be re-engaged with your content. And you don't have to have every image be a professional image when you're posting on social, but it should be, you know, trickled in there. It should be sprinkled in there throughout your post because that's important. People still need to see you as an expert, not just, you know, a selfie photo all the time because that's not going to fly. Um, but I'm sorry, Nicole, what was the question? <laughs> squirrel. Um, right. so what, <laughs> tips like what, okay. So I'm thinking about, you know what, I need to up-level my brand. What are my next steps? What do I need to think about? What questions should I be asking a photographer, um, to make sure that I am really working with the right person for my brand? Great. Thank you. So the first one would be to do your research, definitely look in your area, look for a actual branding or headshot photographer, not just any photographer, because there's a ton of photographers out there, but not every photographer knows how to shoot for brand commercial, um, you know, headshot type business work, because that does take a different skill level, a different skill set. You also want to make sure you like their style and that their style aligns with your brand, because most likely they're going to shoot and edit in their own style um, that you see. So that's really important, making sure that you do align with, with their brand and their style and their messaging so that you are on the same page. And then the um, the third would be definitely having consultations and interview multiple people too. Don't just go to the first photographer. I would definitely shop around, interview them, but don't shop on price, shop on expertise because this is an investment in your business. And the last thing you wanna do is waste money. And if you go with a photographer that doesn't align with you, you are gonna be wasting your money. I For sure, I have people come to me all the time that have spent, money with someone else. And then they come to me and they're like, it just wasn't what I was expected or didn't do the trick or didn't do what I was hoping. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that's like, unfortunately I get that a lot. And I think that comes from not being aligned with your photographer, but yeah. also not spending the correct investment too. Yeah. So it, it does make a difference, you know, going to someone that is, might be a bit more an investment, but you're going to get that investment back. And I, mm -hmm. I know that. My yeah, for sure. 
That's a super important point. And like, the reality is, is like, let's be honest, it takes a lot of time to do a branding photo shoot. And so you don't want to have to do that twice because I can promise you your time is more valuable than what you're going to pay any photographer. And so, you know, it's value over price and then the return, not only on your investment, but of your time as well. And so you can find, you know, the cheapest photographer um, or, you know, most reasonable. And, and, and if you shop on that, but if you have to do it twice, you, you just spent way more money. Right. And, and I even say that, like, of course, like, cause I, I tell people the same thing, you know, like when it comes to hiring a financial advisor or hiring a business coach, like interview people, because it has to be the right vibe. It has to be the, the person who's going to get you to the finish line. Price should be one of the last considerations, right? Because if you're not going to get the result that you're paying for, it doesn't matter if it's free. You wasted more money doing the free thing than you would have spending the thing for 10 grand, you know? Yeah, so, definitely. so that that's really important. So thank you for making that point, because I think sometimes that we um, get laser focused on the, the price versus asking yourself, like, wait a minute, like, what is it that I'm looking to achieve from this? Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and we don't value our time enough, I think, especially as women. We forget how valuable our time is. And so like, that is the one thing, folks, you can't make more of. You cannot get more time. Like Dana, you like, you didn't get the money back that you put in, in, in like a bad partnership, but like, guess what? You'll make more of it. Right. But the exactly. one thing is you, you know, you can't get those, th- that time back, but just the lessons learned. So, mm-hmm. um, so, so good, good point. So cool. So in wrapping up, is there anything else that you want to leave as far as like a message or anything to leave our listeners with before we end the show? And by the way, you guys, like, we will have all of Dana's links uh, to her website. If you have questions for her contact information, her Instagram, it will all be in the show notes. So that way everybody can also engage with you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I would say the best bet and investment is yourself. So just keep on moving forward, keep investing in yourself, whether that's personal investment um, or business investment, but you have to grow to make it in any business. And you're going to change immensely throughout the years. I'm in 16 years of business now, and I have reinvented myself many times over. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so you are and, walking the talk. <laughs> exactly. And, yeah. and it does, it costs time, money, energy, all the things, but you have, and it doesn't always feel great in the moment, but you have to do it because if you don't, you're not going to get to where you want to be. So have that dream reach high and figure out a way to get there. And you're going to fail a bunch, but just keep trying. You'll get there. Amen, sister. Thank you. That was perfect. So um, that's that's great. So thank you so much, Dana, for your time. And until next time, powerhouses continue to be great. Thank you, Nicole. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening to Becoming Powerhouse. You can find all of the links to our site and resources in the show notes. Let's connect on Instagram at powherhousemoney. And don't forget to subscribe to our newsletter at powerhousemoney.com. Remember, I want to connect with you. I want to hear your thoughts and help you with all the challenges you're having. So engage, send me a DM. And of course, if you're loving this podcast, let us know and go ahead and hit the subscribe button and leave a review.